0: that felt like a pretty awesome intro what's up everybody it's been a hot damn minute hasn't it it has holy shit holy shnikes holy shnikes it worked (laughs) what's up everybody welcome back yet again to the battle bros podcast with mac and alamo i am mac this beautiful studly human fucking being over here that's alamo say hi alamo hello out there in internet land greetings infidels i just that was a great line that sounded like a good one so yeah um we've been off again i had to take another work trip and for uh not unfortunately but you know had to had to do what i had to do so um That being said, we are now back. There will not be any more interruptions, work trip wise, through the end of the season. So, thanks for sticking it out with us. Thanks for being here, cause we fucking love you and we fucking missed you. So, hey, yeah, all right, surely did. So, yeah, um, yeah, let's uh, Freaking even, do this thing. There's been there's been a lot of shit going on in the world the past couple past months. So let's just uh, let's just oh, get yeah. into this stuff. So. Um, if you happen to be following the show, well, whoa, stop, let me rewind that. If, uh, if it's your first time to the show, welcome. We hope you, uh, you find something you like, whether it's his wittiness and goofy laugh, or it's just the fact that my head has its own gravitational pull, whatever. Uh, you might like the subject matter that we're talking about. That's cool too. You know, let, tell your friends, just say, Hey, these guys actually, kind of sort of know what they're talking about or at least they're doing a good job of faking the fucking funk. Um if you're coming back to the show, welcome back. We appreciate you sticking out with us. Thank you for um putting up with our nonsensical. <laughs> there she is. Hey Cynthia. What's up, girl? Hi, sis. Um Yeah, we appreciate you just kind of sticking it out with us. Um, You know, things come up, things happen. So, yeah. The last time that we were gracing y'all's presence on your mobile devices, laptops, maybe your YouTube app on your TV. Who knows? Mm -hmm. 2022. The Jetsons had it right. Oh, by the way, happy belated belated birthday to George Jetson, who was born July 31st of 2022. 2022. Yeah. Somewhere George Jetson is growing up. My question is, when are we going to get flying cars? But then I think Mm -hmm. to myself, holy shit, we live in Florida. It's probably a good idea we don't have flying cars. And traffic jams are just on the ground and not a three-dimensional mess in the freaking skies. So, yeah, yeah, that's a good thing. Anyway, so the last time we were on here, we discussed the topic of sarcasm and why it was prevalent in the military, why it just has become... A part of my comical lexicon when I am upset, I use a lot of sarcasm and jokes to uh, to mask a lot of different things in my life. and I'm sure Alamo does too. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. So, tonight we're going to take a slightly different direction and we're going to talk about a topic that could mean, that could go in a lot of different directions. We're going to talk about adversity, okay? And we're going to talk about how, basically we're going to talk about what our experiences are in the military with this. And we're going to kind of talk about how that can affect your life and some things we can do to maybe come, come around that. Okay, so let's uh, let's kind of dot, delve into this. So since I've been gone for a month and Alamo has been doing a fantastic job of posting some content while I've been gone and pretty much just, you know, being like the guy said, I'm the captain now. This guy, <laughs> This guy has been the captain and he has no offense to the actor that played that dude, but he's got a much better smile, gorgeous teeth. And uh, not so quite, not so much of a dark, you know, complexion and stuff. But you know, he just—you look at his teeth, and you're like, "Oh, that guy!" Like Jesus Christ! Like, it's kind of yeah,
1: Somali pirates, man. Uh, yeah, man. You know, a lot of those guys are uh, not good nothing people, against but, them.
0: You know, yeah.
1: some of them are just trying to live. Uh, just, yeah, like, you know, and if you
0: boil it down to that, I mean, that could be anybody uh, in any circum, any under any yeah. circumstances. So it is what it is. So all yeah. right, so let's let's hit the ground running. So adversity. Not adverse city, but like a town, but adversity. So adversity is defined as a state or instance of serious or continued difficulty or misfortune. Okay. I'll read that again. A state or instance of serious or continued difficulty or misfortune. Okay. So let's break that down a little bit further. What types of adversity are there? Okay. Okay. There are some people recognize that there are the source at least that we've that I found over here. Uh, there's six common types of adversity. Okay, you have physical adversity. I'm gonna kind of give you a little brief description on each of these. So, physical adversity, physical disability is an example of physical adversity. For example, a professional athlete may face physical adversity after experiencing a career ending injury, which drastically changes their life's trajectory. I automatically think of Joe Namath. I mean, that was yeah. Horrific, but thank God I've never seen it because I'd probably lose my lunch. But that ended his football career. Furthermore, being blind, deaf, be, bleh, wow, being blind, deaf, obese, or in chronic pain, and having to deal with the difficulties of those ailments may force someone to have to fight to achieve a normal life. Kind of like. Uh, service members have to leave the army and their knees are going, Hey, you remember all those times of jumping up off a gun truck, wearing 50 pounds of gear and body armor and all that shit. Your knees are going, Hey buddy, guess what? We're on strike. Fuck you kind of stuff. So, yeah, Physical adversity, mental adversity, a mental problem or mental illness may limit someone. Seeking help from a doctor, psychologist, or psychiatrist can greatly improve one's life when dealing with mental adversity. Enhancing one's well being and achieving a normal life are the goals of seeking treatment. Now, let's stop and just tap the brakes just for un momentito here, folks. I kind of Having been in the behavioral health field myself for going on the better the magi- large longer than five years, normal is kind of a word that I have strayed away from using. Okay, I can understand that. I would maybe say something along the lines of pseudo typical because what's normal? Normal is kind of like. <clears throat> What's you make it normal, you know, if you, if you're growing up financially strapped, normal is having to maybe scrounge for food, raiding garbage cans to find a meal. So yeah, let's kind of, we'll just take that with a grain of salt. Mm-hmm. Okay. Emotional adversity, emotional maturity allows us to have a productive state of mind and face difficulties in life. Self-worth is vital to develop as rage and sadness can lead to problems in dealing with daily life. We need to control our emotions so they do not control us. I mean, hey, let's face it. We're living let's in the start. 2020s right here. Yeah, well, that's wow. anybody. It could be this guy <laughs> as well. just poked myself in the eyeball. It's great. Uh, anyway. Uh, 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 anyway. That's awesome. <laughs> so here's this one I, I read and I was like, uh-huh. Social adversity, social interaction is crucial to human life. I will repeat that. Social interaction is crucial to human life. Being limited in social skills can severely limit a person from getting a job, making friends, or maintaining a family unit. Developing these skills can significantly improve one's life. I mean, we're just like monkeys and chimpanzees. There's a hierarchy. There is a social order. So... If the chimps can do it, mm, we should probably fucking try. So, yeah. All right. Spiritual adversity. This one was interesting. Faith in a higher power does not have to be a God, but faith is an advantage in life. It helps when one has hope, compassion, and love for themselves and others to cope with daily life. I mean, let's face it, it, like, like I said, it's 2022, for God's sakes. Whatever you want to call your God, Jesus, Allah. If you, you know, maybe you are one of them old school guys who still believes in, you know, the the Roman way of doing things, where there is a different God. It's a multi um,
1: polytheistic.
0: Thank you, yeah, 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 my dude. I am so glad to have you back, Jesus. That's what I am there for. Polytheist- polytheistic. Polytheistic. Polytheist. We're gonna go with that. That word he said. He's a they, polytheist. Have, a, yeah. they have a different god Practice. for different things. You know, you have the Bacchus, the god of celebration, wine and drunken orgies. Why not? Fuck it. Um, you know, whatever. Like believe in something, even whatever you want to call it, doesn't matter. No. I'm just gonna leave down alone. What we're trying what, we,
1: what we're trying to get at folks is having a faith in some way, shape, or fashion, uh, is actually kind of paramount to this to the human condition. It's it's a way of it's a way of uh, grounding ourselves and preventing ourselves from, uh, for lack of better terminology, losing our shit. <laughs> Cynthia, just like
0: SAT words. <laughs> no, I I don't necessarily like I. I believe in a, in a higher power. I don't know that I, you know, I don't know what exactly you would call it, but I do believe in the almighty God of karma. I believe in the almighty God himself. Well, yeah. I mean, and that's great. We can agree to just dis- Not even agree to disagree. We can just understand that we have different beliefs and we can respect mm-hmm. that. That's right. Move the fuck on. The last type of adversity. All military is members that-
1: come in all shapes, forms, and faiths. Absolutely true. Yeah.
0: This last type of adversity is something that I'm sure everyone has faced at one point or another in their life. Financial adversity. This may be the most apparent adversity that our society and the rest of the world faces. Not being able to afford necessities creates a barrier to leading a happy life and can lead to jealousy and anger. Yep. Okay. So there's all kind of different ways that things happen. And, you know, it's one of those things you don't, you don't want to go through it. You don't wish it on sometimes. But in small doses, like moderation, it can be kind of a good thing for you. You know? So, like, I remember being in... I'm not even going to pull a, an Abe Simpson. And be, Back in my day! I'm not even going to do that whole stuff. But I can just remember when I was in basic I want to watch Matt Luck. <laughs> <laughs> Good to... F- good to know abe simpson's still kicking there buddy absolutely (laughs) anyway um i can remember being a young young adult green Mm. behind the ears wet nose all that kind of stuff going to basic training and just the adversity hold on foreshadowing
1: foreshadowing yeah speaking of wet noses anyway go ahead
0: okay um, I can remember being a young man and just the adversity of having to be in a new environment, you know, having never been from home, not being the social butterfly that I am today. Um, just kind of not really being in a in a comfortable surrounding. It was very much like there was st- stress everywhere you turned. You had freaking three drill sergeants always up in your ass and in your face, just making life shit. Um, you had, you know, and especially for me being a very reserved, quiet guy. You had all these other guys that were they're like, you know, the jocks. And I don't, I'm not trying to paraphrase or, you know, typecast here, but just to kind of paint a picture, you had the guys that are kind of like jocks that wrestled or they played football or whatnot. And those are the guys that were going on to airborne that were going on to Ranger, maybe possibly going, there were 11 x-ray contracts. We were going special forces, baby or whatever, that kind of shit. So, It was very much, you know, it was hard. And then I also had, you know, um, while I was in basic training, I had um, a family member pass away that I, I wasn't super close with them, but like I was, you know, it was somebody I knew. It was somebody that I, you know, enjoyed spending time with and whatnot. So, but yeah, I mean, just the, the mental, adversity of all that it was just was a lot of times and it is you know it's it's funny you mentioned religion dude I I was not you know a religious person by nature I never grew up around that and my parents you know my mom and dad well when my dad was alive he would both they would both say it's like that's the one thing that we regret is not at least giving you that exposure to growing up with religion in your life you know because my mom and dad were both Catholics um, my dad was an ultra boy. And my mom grew up in a in a large family. She was, you know, had there was seven kids all together. Um, so yeah, like big, big, big Catholic family, and that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, you know, um having not grown having not been around that kind of stuff, it was kind of foreign. But I will say what was nice is you know, going with some of the other guys, going to Catholic Mass, um, while I was at boot camp, it kind of just gave you that little bit of like freaking spiritual kind of kick in the ass to help you get through another week of, you know, just training and going and exposing yourself to what you're gonna go through and whatnot. So I mean it was it was it was kind of important. It was it was what I needed at the time. So I called uh,
1: filled with the word to move on.
0: Yeah. What what are your uh what are your experiences about adversity from um the military there alamo um well i mean very very obviously you know uh
1: you know going through basic training obviously is an adversity in itself um <clears throat> so when you when you go through basic training you're 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 basically learning how to deal with high level stress and you're having to do it in a group setting where not only are you dealing with competing beliefs and ideologies, you're dealing with competing intellect as well as individ, you know, individual personalities. So you're at this level of dealing with 50 million things at once on top of trying to come together with these guys that you don't know from Adam. You know, and essentially trying to solve said problem, you know, with, you know, stressors going on around you from drill sergeants yelling at you to setting off, you know, simulation bombs and all types of crazy shit.
0: Environmental so, adversity.
1: Envir- or environmental
0: overstimulation. Um. By the way, it's a your your sister is probably having her head explode right now. She's like, "What is with these two freaking knuckle dragon fucking idiots with the big words?" Like, "Holy shit!" You see these scars just, walking around like freaking apes and shit. Got the mm-hmm. silver haired gorilla right here. I mean, uh, it's all good.
1: Well, that's the thing. was like, sorry, Cynthia. When, you. when you're dealing with it, like you know, I have ADHD, so you know, and, and overstimulation can be. Either a blessing or a curse, depending on the situation. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, I'm just kind of telling, saying it from you know from my side. You know, it's it's it was it was definitely, especially with doubling down with ADHD. You know, I can either be hyper focused as hell, or I can, you know, lose focus. Squirrel super quick because. You know, I'm just like, oh, yeah, wait, 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 I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. Oh, yeah, I gotta concentrate on doing the rifle. Oh, and then all of a sudden, it's like, hey, what's going on over there? And, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen you make that look before. <laughs> so, you know. <laughs> you know <laughs> crazy. Yes. Yeah. Hey, exactly. You're yes, right. indeed. <laughs> so. Uh... You know, the way I see it, you know, from my perspective, you know, dealing with it from my perspective with, you know, having the, the, you know, this, I'm not going to call it a disability or a condition or whatever, but having this, um, what's a good word? Hmm. Either way. ADHD it can be overcome. you just have to learn how to work with you have to learn how to work around your uh, I guess you could say your triggers, you know the things that get you to either like super focus or like break that focus you know what I mean
0: and coming from you know the pat being in the in the field of you know my my regular job as I work. If for those of you that don't know, I am a uh, registered behavior technician and have been for the last five years or so. And I work in the field of applied behavior analysis. And um, I actually was having a wonderful conversation with somebody lately talking about how just kind of talking about the differences and I'm sorry to interrupt Alamo. I'm going to, no, no but you said, when you said triggers, I was talking to this, this young lady and we were discussing like the differences of how, like you have, you know, just the different kind of mindsets, you know, when our parents were doing all this stuff way back when um, it was just, um, you know, it was just the old school way of doing things. It's like, you know, you need discipline. It's uh, whatever. So, but now there's a or lot as more. As
1: Arnold would, or as Arnold would say, oh, you gosh. lack discipline.
0: For, I I've missed your movie, movie, uh, movie references here, pal. I'm so glad to be back. No, but um, you know, and nowadays there's just so much more awareness and open knowledge about things that come that related to mental health and like, you know, there's more common knowledge about autism and different behavioral disabilities and whatnot. So it's funny you say, you know, triggers a lot of times, but you have people that don't realize that they're they're triggering other people. And it's just like, you're actually causing the problem, not trying to solve it. So, sorry, that kind of just went somewhere with that. But, Mm -hmm. so, but, you know, as you were saying, you know, adversity, it's kind of important because when you face adversity and You get through it like I did with base training. My my physical adversity was going down the freaking rappel tower. I don't like heights. Now I'm hanging off a hundred foot wooden structure, which probably sways a little bit when the wind gets going. Mm -hmm. And they're just and I'm sitting there looking down. I'm like, fuck, I really don't want to be here. Like that was one moment of pause. I mean, I'm sure you were just like, we. Going down the tower and stuff, it's all oh, good, yeah. but like that was a shit <laughs> yeah. moment. So, what do we get when we when we face adversity head on and we get through the other side? We get resiliency, yep. Which is gonna segue into this uh little gem that I was talking and about you here.
1: Callous your mind, you get those calluses on your mind, and you toughen it, and you toughen that 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 mental
0: that. calluses. I like that. Yeah. That's that's speaking to me, bro. So Let's talk about here. So the we're going to kind of pair, read some excerpts from this one, this uh, source, another article that we're talking about. So uh, talking about resiliency, what military folk wisdom teaches us about adversity and resilience. Uh, the human, or I'm sorry. And try again. care <laughs> love and the wind and shit.
1: <laughs> what? <laughs> she says, uh, got to love the wind swaying
0: shit. No, no, that's freaking sketchy as. Fuck, man. Most of the shit at Fort Benning was made in the 50s and shit. Like, no. That stuff ain't gotten any better. Oh, yeah. Hot garbage is what that shit is. Anyway. anyway. (laughs) The military provides fertile ground for understanding the full range of human response to trauma and adversity. Demanding training and frequent separations from loved ones are challenging, even during times of peace. War, of course, presents added stressors. Palpable fear of death or significant injury, the that. death of debilitating wounds of fellow soldiers, the death or debilitating debilitating wounds of f- fellow soldiers, the moral challenges inherent in war, and prolonged absences from friends and family contribute to a profession and lifestyle that challenge the mental health of military members. The military recognizes the hardships its members endure and devotes considerable resources to support basic and applied psychological research on resilience. World War II spurred the expansion of clinical psychology. The unique circumstances of the Vietnam War contributed to the recognition of post-traumatic stress disorder, more commonly known as PTSD, as a distinct psychological disorder. And the global war on terrorism has led to dramatic innovations in understanding and inculcating resilience in soldiers. What?
1: Today, Junior!
0: Shut up. I'm trying to read, okay? Just leave me alone. It's been a long day. <laughs> the lessons learned in studying resilience in military <laughs> uh, settings are transferable to other dangerous and stressful professions. Firefighters and law enforcement officers face similar challenges. As a result of the pandemic, public awareness of the stress faced by health care professionals is more salient than ever. Uh, oh, frontier- God, yeah. front. Yeah, absolutely. Frontline workers, grocery store employees, transportation employees, service workers now face stress, uncertainty and the risk of serious illness or death just by doing their jobs. Now, perhaps more than ever, military research on resilience is relevant to to everyone. Yeah. Three military, uh, I'm sorry, that's the name of the section, sorry. The military, of course, has dealt with issues of adversity and trauma long before the discipline and profession of psychology emerged. Among the many lessons learned through hard experience are three sayings, each commonly heard in military, that may help non-military people deal with adversity. This is one that's near and dear to Alamo and me. If it ain't raining, you you ain't training. Field training, as opposed to classroom training, is vital in allowing soldiers to internalize the tactical and cognitive skills needed to optimize performance during real missions. A related axiom says that soldiers must train as they fight, meaning they must complete scheduled training regardless of the weather. Ask any soldier, and they will tell you that bad weather always seems to happen on scheduled field training days. Sure and hell it does. <sighs> Like fucking clockwork. (laughs) Inevitably, a non-commissioned officer will remind soldiers that training under poor conditions is good because adversity during training builds competence in actual combat situations. Okay. Uh, Next one. There is no bad weather, only bad gear. Soldiers must train and fight in bad weather. Proper gear allows soldiers to overcome most weather conditions. With the right clothing and equipment, they can perform in almost any weather. In a similar fashion, we must all have adequate cognitive and emotional gear to weather life's inevitable storms. Psychologist Patrick Sweeney and his colleagues refer to these skills as psychological body armor. I like the way that's put. Uh, Positive character traits such as grit, courage, capacity to love, and integrity enable us to overcome obstacles and adversity psychological resources, including hardiness, facilitate a resilient outcome versus a pathological outcome in the face of adversity. Third, hope is not a plan. This is one of the most commonly used. This is one of the the author, but this is one of my favorite military truisms. It is not enough for a general to simply hope that troops will prevail in battle. Hope must be supported by a plan. I emphasize this point to my cadets as they prepare for exams. Simply hoping for a good grade will not produce the desired result. Diligent completion of assigned readings and hours of systemic studying lay the foundation for a good outcome. The relevance of this saying to life in general is clear. Success in all aspects of life depends on proactive planning and preparation. Prior planning prevents piss-poor performance. Hope without planning is a recipe for failure. It is one of the things we hope to live Is one thing to hope to live a long life it is another to couple that hope with a good diet, plenty of exercise, wearing your seatbelt, avoiding unhealthy habits like smoking, excessive, excessive alcohol or so forth and nurturing deep and lasting social relationships. So, yeah, that's kind of important. So let's another uh, interesting thing I, I read about this is. Um, there's another uh, source we looked at resiliency to adversity is um, important in the role of self regulation. Okay. So there's a little snippet here. Military service can include numerous adverse events, such as resiliency has been considered as a means to potentially help active duty personnel face adversity and be better prepared for the demands of military service. However, research in military contexts have been hindered by use of desperate conceptualizations, disparate conceptualizations, excuse me, definitions and measures of resiliency. To provide some resolution to these inconsistencies, we use a comprehensive, theoretically-based model of resiliency to explore how self-regulation processes contributed to soldiers' negative affect and self-perceived effectiveness we hypothesized that self-regulation oh wait this is not what i thought it was going to be i'm sorry this was okay forget all that that was not an article i meant to read so i apologize my bad Uh, it's been a long day so it's (laughs) all good yeah. So there is another uh, story I want to talk about when you talk about um, adversity. And it was the story of this guy. I actually came across him a, a, about a week and a half ago on, uh, I believe I was watching a Facebook short or something. So this gentleman's name is um, Army Colonel Khalid Shabazz. And he is the highest ranking Muslim soldier. In the American military right now, he's a full, he's a 06, he's a colonel. Um, he has a very interesting story. So, he is actually pretty popular on TikTok because the guy, mind you, this is a chaplain, but if you were to see this guy, he's like six foot two, he's jacked, like he goes to the gym and he meets a lot of his soldiers in the gym and whatnot. So, um I'm going to kind of paraphrase basically what he was talking about. So he um, is kind of interesting because of the fact that most of the people that are on TikTok are under the age of 28. He is been in the military for just shy of 30 years. Okay, so he's a full colonel. He was he's a Mustang. So he was prior enlisted. Um, So he started off as an enlisted guy um, when he was in the military. Now, before that, there was actually a little bit of family trauma. So as a child, he was molested by a family friend, uh, an experience he said that put him in an emotional tailspin and left him an angry young man. He spent eighth grade in special education and he failed ninth and 12th grade. Okay. Uh, completed after completing summer school, he enrolled at Jarvis Christian college in Texas. Um, It's a a school that's historically been a a historically black school affiliated with um, the disciples of Christ. Um, He played basketball and studied with the goal of becoming a minister. He admits that he fell in with the wrong crowd. He began drinking, partying, and often found himself in bad situations. Uh, During one of these situations, he was involved in a drunken brawl where he was assaulted, beaten with a shovel, and then shot in the back. Um, He survived thanks to uh, medical people that got him to the right place at the right time, to the hospital, whatnot. Um, He tabled his studies. He went back home to Louisiana, uh, found a job as a janitor at a Kmart, Um, not really having any good options. He said, no, I'm going to join the military. So um, it was when he joined the military that he first read the autobiography of Malcolm X, also absorbing the movie. Uh, Starring Denzel Washington when it was released in 1992. Um, He says, quote, I never considered myself a smart person, and I found a lot to inspire me in his story. Malcolm X had an eighth grade education, but educated himself by reading the dictionary. I hadn't seen a strong African-American male like that in my community. I wanted to be educated and stand for something bigger than myself. So I decided to become like Malcolm and even took the last name Shabazz in imitation of him. So he joins the military, um, but didn't really have a good start. Um, it, he had it was a lot to handle. Now, mind you, he joined in the 1990s. Okay, so there's not a lot of the culture was very different back then, especially on a religious <clears throat> scale. He Much. faced, yeah, he faced a lot of you know adversity. <laughs> um, <laughs> fell into some bad habits, wrong crowds. He was uh, brought up on charges for insubordination, um, even contemplated suicide. It was during this time he met a Christian chaplain. I was getting ready to deploy, possibly to war. I was crying. I saw this chaplain. And I said to myself, if there's a God, please don't have the chaplain come over and talk to me. He says, and then he says, but God had other plans. It was this chaplain who, after talking to Shabaz, to encouraged him to pursue a role as a Muslim chaplain. He received a Master of Divinity from Hartford Seminary, which is now known as Hartford University for Religion and Peace, uh, one of the few places that offers programs for people wanting to pursue chaplaincy in uh, Islamic faith. Um, he was commissioned as a chaplain in 1998, having st- and he also studied Arabic in Jordan along the way. And he later attained a master's in interfaith dialogue from Claremont Lincoln University. Um, So he is now a colonel, as I mentioned. He is responsible for tens of thousands of soldiers and oversees um, a lot of junior chaplains under him. Uh, Regardless of whether a chaplain wears a Christian cross, a Muslim crescent, a Jewish star of David, or another symbol on his uniform, he has to be ready to minister to soldiers of all faiths. He says, he goes on to Issues, griefings, and only job is actual religious counseling. So, knowing that he still continued to study faith, Um, he eventually obtained a doctorate in Christian theology and religious vocations from North Texas Theological Seminary. Um, He believes his experience as a practicing now this is what I found interesting. He believes his experience as a practicing member of both religions has helped to make him a better chaplain. Quote. Um, It is easier today to be a Muslim soldier in the army than when I began. There are a lot of more Muslims represented in the military. Beads are allowed now in the army, as are hijabs. Arabic classes are now available. I'm sorry. Jesus, I said beads. Beards are now allowed in the army, which is for – there's a few religious um, exemptions that allow you to do that. If you're Muslim and – Sikh, Muslim, and I believe also if you are a believer of Norse – Religion, which is the Vikings and stuff, you are allowed to grow a beard. So uh, beards are allowed, hijabs, all that stuff. Arabic class are now available.
1: Um, the Norse have really?
0: <laughs> there was so there was a soldier that I saw. He was in like the, uh, funny enough. He was in like the Minnesota Guard, and he has it down that he follows the North the Norse religion and part of that is growing a bit now this guy kind of looks like leaf ericsson now it's a, not a very thick like viking-esque beard but it's enough but it's like a ginger beer like this guy's got like the just the gingerous leprechaunish looking beard you've ever seen i'm like he could have been the damn mascot for the fighting irish did you, it's like
1: did, did you just say gingerous leprechaunish
0: but ginger i said gingerous leprechaunus i put words in my mouth. This isn't a Harry Potter spell.
1: <laughs>
0: Shut up. You said gingerous leprechaunus. I, said, g- g- I, I like, didn't say leprechaunus. I said gingerous ging- 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 leprechaun beard. You said leprechaunus. No, I did
1: not. <laughs> Eat a bag of dicks, bro, macho anyway Uh, there's a website for that Um, yeah i'm sure
0: Go ahead. (laughs) i almost started naming off like places you could probably look that up i'm like nope let's keep it pg-13 ish Mm. so they also have friday services more of an established thing some bases even have mosques and even have makeshift uh musalas for prayer which is like a a pop-up uh prayer area for um people of that faith um his own unlikely success on social media s- speaks about how many times times have changed. Uh, former basketball player, college basketball player spends long hours at the gym, which offers him a chance to meet soldiers and inspire them in an informal setting. Um, Let's see, there was another couple of points here. So he says, according to Shabazz, there are five Muslim chaplains in the army, three in the Air Force, and one in the Navy. Uh, Shabazz said there is more work to be done. Unlike other faiths, other faiths, he hasn't encountered any Muslim chaplain assistants, the non-commissioned officers who assist chaplains in their work. Um, he goes on to make some other comments about this and that and the other. Um, but yeah, I mean, talk about a, an interesting dude. This guy started off, I believe in another article I read, he started off as a field artillery guy. Um got in trouble and then just decided to turn around he's got a doctorate he's got a master's and this is a guy who was like probably getting ready to get washed out of the military for a lot of different damn reasons and here he is like not something exactly you'd compare you know you'd say for a chapel but he's killing it like good for you man like shit it's all good man so, yeah, I mean, adversity and more and the the, the counterpart. Of it. So if you're looking at like a yin and a yang, part of that is adversity. The other part of it would be resiliency. Yeah. Um, you know, that's <clears throat> that's definitely one of the things that I learned very well. Resiliency is just, you know, no matter what happens, getting your getting your face knocked in the mud, getting pushed down into the dirt. Like you just keep up, you drive on, you keep going, you know, all those little euphemisms and shit about this and that and the other and all that kind of crap. I mean, there's a reason why they're a little bit goofy. But on the other hand, it's like they kind of, you know, they kind of work. There's a reason why people keep saying that stuff. So it is what it is. But, you know, adversity comes in a lot of different forms. I mean, it can be. In high school, like when you have to, you know, you're, you're competing for different things. I mean, adversity is good. You know, you, you have opponents and stuff. It's not, everybody's, you know, getting a participation trophy. If you only get second or third place, if you can go out there and say, I tried my hardest, I didn't get the top spot. Good. That's adversity, but that's also a life lesson and a learning that's a natural learning point. So it's like, that's good. You know, I think that's kind of pro- some of the things that kids nowadays need to see is like, it's not always going to be sunshine and rainbows and unicorns and participation trophies. You need to understand it. Like adversity will kind of kick your butt a little bit and that's fine. Oh, so, yeah. So the last thing, there was another uh, article I read. It was off of uh army, the army's website, army.mil it was written by a guy who's a chaplain candidate. Um, it's kind of funny how the whole adversity thing somehow just became very intrinsically linked to, you know, religion and, and chaplains and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, there's this guy here, he's talking about, and, it, and it's funny too how both these guys being in the in a religious field of, you know, being in a chaplain program in the military, how like these guys' stories are kind of like crazy. So here's a guy, um, You know he he talks about he goes i'm a non-combatant doing being a chaplain i do not carry a weapon i am armed with a weapon i'm armed with a cannon that has 66 book in books in it and it's called the bible it's what i carry with me wherever i go in my heart and in my hands that's because i use it to support my mission he goes i was born and raised in funny enough i was born and raised in st pete florida Um, The last of four kids The baby of the group was raised by my my, By my mother My dad lived about 10 minutes away from my mom and I And I usually only saw him about once a year Did live in the best of neighborhoods My neighborhood was a rough neighborhood I was lucky enough to be insulated Just because on my street we had a bunch of older people Who made sure that the drugs and crime Didn't come in our street Um, I should have been A statistic I'm black raised by a single parent Young male surrounded by trouble I should be a statistic in my work as a civilian, I also, I also, I'm, I'm, oh, Jesus. Hold on. My name is Mac and I have much mouth. <laughs> You're not exactly wrong here, pal. <laughs> <sighs> I got dry mouth. I like got son of a bitch. Anyway, in my work as a civilian, I'm also a chaplain for the county sheriff's office. So he works for Pinellas. Um, yeah. Day in and day out, when I visit inmates, do you know what I see? They just look at me. I realize that I could have easily been in their shoes, but for, but for the grace of God, here I am, not a statistic, but I'm an exception to the rule. So he goes on and he talks about different things, and you know, he's like, "How are leaders born or are they made?" And he goes, "You know, with um, in some capacity, everyone is born with some capacity to lead, but there's only but it's only through adversity and their capacity that their capacity can become reality." So he talks about f- uh, four lessons to help you be the leader that are formed through adversity. N- lesson number one, stay ready. During a conversation with a friend of mine, she shared with me that her friend during prayer had received a strong impression on her heart to prepare, but she wasn't sure what she was preparing for. Um After a few months, she found out that she discovered Hurricane Irma would be coming through. It was then that she realized why she was getting ready. The hurricane was about to hit. People were scrambling for gas and food and supplies, but she already had her stuff covered. But you don't just stay ready for storms of adversity. You need to stay ready for success. Success doesn't happen. Um, So you're in school and you've been studying your math work, really committed to understanding the material and putting aside all the things that might distract you. You know that there will be a test at some point, but you don't know when it's coming. All of a sudden, pop quiz. Your classmates get surprised, but you've been preparing, and you get an A. So stay ready. Number two, stay rooted. When Hurricane Irma hit, I decided to take my family north away from the path of the storm because I didn't know what was going to happen. After the storm passed, we returned to our home. When we arrived, we saw debris in our yard. We decided to walk around the neighborhood to see the damage sustained in our area. As we walked, I noticed the different trees. Some trees were blown over by the wind. Some trees trees stood firm. As we continued walking, I began to consider why some trees that looked really strong had fallen while others stood seemingly unaffected. It was the same wind, the same rain, the same hurricane. The the difference was that the trees stood firm that were deeply rooted. doesn't matter what size the tree is. If it's deeply rooted, it can weather the storm. The third lesson, uh, stay resilient. To be resilient means you're able to bounce back. Think about a rubber band. If you pull a rubber band, you stretch it. Then you let it go. It bounces back to its original form. The ability to bounce back from perceived failures or adversity or whatever life throws at you is is the meaning of being resilient. So I'm walking around the neighborhood and I see trees that were blown down, but there were also other trees. The trees stood firm and stayed rooted, but they broke. The trees weren't flexible. They weren't resilient. They couldn't bend with the wind and the rain. So there's that. And he, he goes on, and he, I've heard this slightly that different. Irma was a bitch. Yeah, it was. It was a bad one. Is that, that's the one that kind of went down there and messed up Puerto Rico, right? No,
1: that was Maria
0: right after it.
1: Irma uh, came right up the spine of the state.
0: That's right. Yeah. So I've quoted a, a poem <laughs> called Attitude by Charles Swindoll, and it's one that my grandfather used to read. Um, this one, the numbers are a little bit different, but it's kind of the same thing. So in... The um, in um, the poem "Attitude" by Charles Wendell, it the last line is: "I am convinced that life is ten percent of what happens to you and ninety percent how you react to it." So, yeah. this gentleman writing this article, the sure. he says, "I live by the five ninety-five rule." What I mean is that life is five percent what happens to you, and ninety percent your re- response to what happens to you. So, I mean, numbers are a little bit different, but kind of the same idea. Okay. So he says, lesson number four, stay hopeful. Hope is knowing that things are going to get better. No matter what you're going through, know that things are going to get better. Life is not always going to be like it is at its roughest points. When I was young and got to spend a little time with my dad, it was usually November and we would go to Georgia to visit my grandmother. She would cook Thanksgiving dinner for us, and I loved watching my grandmother cook, especially desserts, because I had a real sweet tooth. I would sit in the kitchen with her, watch her make desserts all morning. She could take a bowl out, crack a bunch of eggs in the bowl, and she'd pour milk in there, sugar in it, she'd pour flour. After she dumped in all the ingredients, she'd mix mix it all up in a bowl. As a kid, it looked like a big, gross mess. Then she'd take the mix, pour it into a pan, hop it in the oven, And then after a little while, the sweet aroma would start to fill the house and it would just be an awesome cake. Just like the mess in the bowl, some of you have had a lot of messes thrown at you in your life. Some of you can look at the lives right now and believe you're in the middle of a mess. And it's hard to understand what's going on. What you need to know is that when all the mess comes together, it is shaping you and making you to the leader that you're supposed to be. So there's that. So did you have anything else you wanted to add to that, bro? Um... Honestly, I know Just, I kind of you know, did most of the talking there so.
1: Yeah, the um honestly at the end of the day, I mean this really comes down to um I'm going to speak to, you know, you know the the video I posted not too long ago. Um I I again, you know, it it's when it comes to adversity or or adversity is there, um, as, as someone who, 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 as someone, as someone of the faith, like myself, um, I see it as, you know, adversity comes your way, not just to, not just to test you, but it, it comes to, you know reinforce you know reinforce good habit it also it all and it's it also there to shape you it's there to mold you like clay um you know from my perspective i see it as god coming in and you know i'm going through a mess but he's gonna pull me through it and at the end of it i'm gonna be i'm gonna be all right you know uh for those of you who don't believe in for those of you who don't believe in god um the uh for those of you who don't believe in god think you know i i guess you would say you know it's you know just a part of life you know the things that happen to us are just a part of life and we're dealing with it and we just have to learn to tough it out and move on also you know for those of uh, my spiritualists out there um you know, for you would probably be, oh, the universe is making me go through this. Uh, and I, I'm, I'm bringing in the energy that, you know, the universe does this, this, whatever, blah, 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 blah. Um, at the end of the day, the adversity we go through is meant to shape us. It's meant to, it's meant to make us better. We go through what we go through not only to experience horrible things sometimes, um, not all the time, obviously, but, uh, we, we go through it so that we can see that there's a light at the end of the tunnel. And it, it's, it's a way, of, it's a way of testing our metal, if you will, you know, sharpening sword by sword, you know what I mean? Steel against steel, making yourself tougher. So that when real adversity comes, you can learn how to help others pull, you know, pull through. You can learn how to help others because you have experienced the same adversity in some way, shape, or fashion.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so you know, at the end of the day, this episode was really about kind of speaking to the people that listen to the show, kind of speaking to our listeners out there and new listeners alike letting you guys know that
0: all five of you, all the five of the listeners out there, all five of the listeners. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically just kidding.
1: Um, that, uh, essentially, you know, you're not alone in the things that you're going through. Um, you know, I, I, and you know, I mentioned this not too long ago. Again, I'm not going to go into too much detail on the episode. I think I went enough detail, um, on the Facebook. Um, you know, I almost made a mistake that could have been far more permanent than anybody would ever know. Um, and you know, it's, it's one of those things that you have to, you gotta learn to deal and you got to learn to reach out you know everyone goes through some kind of adversity everyone has been through something and when you you know the uh, you know the whole thing is when you think you, when you think you're alone you're actually not so you got to you got to reach out to your supports you got to reach out to your support you got to bring them in you can't you know uh you can't keep them out you know i i told mac as soon as i was able you know um did he tell me he was gonna give me a kick a uh, quick sw- uh quick swift quick kick in the ass yeah of course he did but you know it, it's all from a place it, it would have
0: been quick because i probably would have pulled a hammy or something so also true <laughs> But it all it came the from. Fuck the, you mean also? True? Shut up, dude! We're talking about you here. I just added a little bit of humor, and you're like, "Yeah, you're bastard. dude." <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: yeah, but yeah, uh, no, it's it's all from a place of love, man. You know, and of course, that's that's honestly where we're trying to. That that's honestly what we're trying to achieve here. So, you know, if in some way, shape, or form what we say here on the show doesn't matter civilian law enforcement um and you know our first responder
0: firefighter emt all you guys yeah
1: military brethren alike um if what we say here on the on our show speaks to you uh all the better if it makes you reach out to friends of yours all the better if it makes you reach out to us on our you know on our on our social medias that you know some way shape or form you know, you say, hey, uh, guys, you know, I'm not doing too well. Um, is there anything that you could say? Like, hey, you know, I'd be more than glad, uh, especially after recently to, you know, jump on a, you know, Facebook Messenger or whatever to, you know, just, you know, kind of talk things out with you and say, hey, man, you know, look, there's there's more to this. Um, just is what it is. Yeah. Adversity is universal. Adversity is, you know, kind of an unfortunate reality for us as human beings. We are imperfect beings on an imperfect planet, um, in an imperfect universe. Um, there's only one perfect, there's only one perfect being. And that's, uh, that's the Lord God himself. Um, everything is meant to degrade. Everything is meant to die, you know, and you know, it's up to us to, for us, it's up for, it's up to us to kind of shape our part in that, uh, that grand design that, uh, that he has made for us, you know, as at least that's how I see it. Yeah. Um, so, you know, don't deny anybody that don't deny anybody, you know, the gift of yourself of, uh, you know, being able to bring joy to, someone or being able to lighten someone's day and just by simply telling them a prayer, telling them uh, a helpful word, you know what I mean? Um, Cause we all
0: go through stuff. And that word is dope. Ba-da-bing. My dude right here is one of the dopest people I know. And you know, he may have forgotten it for a minute, but he knows he can call me at any time. And that's kind of what we're going at. Yeah. So the final thing I want to say about adversity is kind of – a. I want to just kind of reflect on a, something that happened to me a while back. Nothing bad. It's just kind of a point of reflection. So I'm sitting around talking with um, um, some uh, acquaintances of mine, a guy and his wife and uh, their two kids. And the kids were asking me, they're like, hey, if you could go back in time and change something about your past, what would you change and why? So they went around the table and the kids explained, you know, mind you, they're younger. So, they're, you know, it's like something here. Or, or I would have been, you know, one of the first to get this video gamer, whatever the case may be. And then, you know, um, you know, the dad said, I believe he said something along the lines of, you know, if I could go back with go back in time. And with what I know now, she says, sorry. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. Call your sister, by the way. Sorry. I forgot. Um, but the dad was like, you know, if I could go back in time with what I know now, that might be different. So they got around the table to me they said, you know, what would you change? I said, honestly, I wouldn't change anything. And here's the reason for that. I wouldn't change anything good or bad because what has happened in my life, good and bad has made me the man I am today. Correct. And if if you want to use the example of, you know, the multiverse and Spider-Man and all that stuff, you change one thing in the past or change this. The next thing you know, it goes and affects a whole bunch of other shit in the future. So I may not have everything in the world. I mean, you know, maybe certain things I could have that would be, that would improve my life. But I'm still here. I have a lot of great things. I have this guy right here who is side by side with me, every single show that we've done um, to go on here and to do something that is just remarkable that when he first brought it up, I'm like, I don't know what the fuck we're going to do with this. Like, are you serious? Like, and he's like, dude, they sent a monkey to space. It can't be that hard. I'm like, Okay, sold me. So
1: <laughs>
0: but I, I pretty much, you know, to, to finish the story, the the recollection of the story, I said I wouldn't go back and change anything because good, bad or other, I I'm I'm happy with who I am. The bad stuff has helped shape me into the person I am today. The unfortunate things have shaped me into the man I am today. But if I could do anything, I would go back and I would just relive those moments like you know the joy of seeing my daughter being born um saying God, saying goodbye to my dad the last time you know um relive um go back through and, and go go to senior prom again like because that was fun you know Shit <laughs> like that just and i thought about all these different moments like you know graduating basic training and all these other things, I would just go back and I would just revel in the moment itself and just live through those moments to feel those emotions again, to experience it again. I wouldn't change anything. So, And please understand, folks, you're not going to get these sage-wise moments out of me all the time. It was just – it's kind of funny how what we do to having this podcast, I I can – understand the motivations of like a pastor or a minister at a church. It's like you, you're writing a sermon and then these little things happen and they just happen to fill into these gaps of what you're talking about. And you're like, Oh yeah, I see what you did there. (laughs) So that, that's kind of like, that was the final thing I wanted to get. It just seemed very poignant in um, what we're talking about tonight. So, so on that note, this is where we start wrapping up the show. Um, with what we just talked about, it, it's important to remember where we started. So we started this podcast um, when a friend of ours, unfortunately, went down a similar road that Alamo went down here, and unfortunately, um, he drove to the end of the road, and yeah. he chose to make a temporary to solve a temporary problem with a permanent solution. So this is our our show is a living memorial every time that we do a show we keep his memory alive (laughs) because of how great of a guy he was he was just a he was just a great dude loved to laugh just some of the the moments i just talked about some of them i would go back even when he just goes oh and does that kind of shit, i would go back and live those moments again when i'm standing there (laughs) looking at the security cameras what is he talking about? And he climbed up a ladder like a spider monkey. Bam! Bam! Like I like, was just like, motherfucker! I can't say shit because I got customers in front of me. Son of a bitch. And they just turned out <laughs> just his laugh through the window. I was like, I would go back and I would, I would love to relive that moment again, just because he was just, he was a square dude, man. He was a good guy. So he was a freaking riot, man. He was, uh, uh, yeah, he was a force of nature, man. He was a. He's just a fucking solid dude, man. So, but in his memory and in his honor, we have this show. And we were thinking about, you know, what can we do to help people that are going through a rough time to keep them in the fight, to keep them going a little bit further and a little bit farther. So we came up with the Bros Code. And the Bros Code is just our little, you know, mantra that we use when things get rough. Remember these four tenets of the Bros Code and. Things aren't really going to be, you know, that bad and stuff. So the first one, be tenacious. No matter what you do in life, go out and do it to the fullest. You know, it's like uh, a great meme I I saw that somebody sent to me. It's like, don't half ass two things. Whole ass -ass one. One thing. I think it was Ron Swanson type of thing. It was either that. I think it was that. So, but yeah, go and when you. When you do something in life, whether it's your job, whether it's your relationship, whether it's being a parent, whether it's, you know, being a college student, whatever the case may be, go out and give it your fullest ability. OK, don't take it for granted. Enjoy the process. Um, do it to the fullest and the best of your abilities to do so. Otherwise, what's the point? OK, so be tenacious. Just remember that R. refuse to surrender. Um this is something that's that kind of hits a little bit closer to home this week because of, of what we talked about. So, um, I'm, I'm glad you didn't refuse everybody. I, I really am. And like, I, I love you. I'm here for you. So, um, I'm glad you didn't surrender. You refused to. So now we pick up fucking carry on and drive on. So, um, there's going to be things in life, as I'm sure you've mentioned, in our discussion tonight, things that get you sideways, things that get you a little bit twisted, get you off course, you know, get you a, a drift in the seas of chaos and all this stuff. That's fine. Stay the course. Stay true. I mean, look at that. Look at that uh, imam that we were talking about. He refused to surrender. He went and became. A Muslim chaplain. Now he yeah. is the highest ranking guy. He got shot in the back twice. He was contemplated suicide. He was going to get thrown out. Um, had to Article 15, started chapter paperwork for insubordination twice. And here he is. And now he's. That's an amazing story. Refuse to surrender. Stay the yeah. course, stay true, go from there. Okay. Oh, obliterate your obstacles. There's, like you said, sometimes there's going to be those things that come up, whether it's a barrier, whether it's. You know, an obstacle, a hurdle, whatever the case may be. Sometimes you need to get around them. Sometimes you have to outmaneuver them. Sometimes you have to flank them. Sometimes you got to go over the wall, around the wall. Sometimes you got to dig under it. Sometimes you got to swim the moat. Sometimes you got to blow some shit down with some Bangalore's and C4. Okay, cool. Do what you got to do and continue to drive on to the OBJ. That's what's all, that's all of, what's, of what's important. Okay? Obliterate your obstacles, no matter what they look like, whatever shape or form they come in. I was, <laughs> again, I'm having mm-hmm. one of those moments. So it's funny. I was watching. Uh, <laughs> if only you people, and for those of you out there that know, that have had the experience of, of knowing John and knowing how funny he was. Yeah. Alamo does that laugh spot on number one number two like you, it just it conjures up so many good memories but <laughs> obliterate your, your obstacles and it, I was it was funny because I last weekend I had a movie uh, marathon with my daughter and we watched the first two ghostbusters because I just saw when oh, I was God. When I was flying home, I saw Afterlife. So I'm like, oh, I think she would like the Afterlife movies." So we watched the first two. Obliterate your obstacles, even if it's a fucking 100-foot-tall marshmallow man. Okay? The choice has been made. Choose and perish. The choice
1: has been made. Yes. Choose, oh, I didn't, I didn't choose and anything. perish.
0: I couldn't help it. It just popped in there. So even if your obstacle's a fucking 100-foot-tall marshmallow man, roast that bastard. Whatever yeah. you got to do. Oh, uh, such a great. So, lastly, um, and probably the most important is: as seek out a friend in time of need. Okay, as we talked about earlier with young Mister Alamo over here, middle-aged Mister Alamo,
1: <laughs> who's counting?
0: Whatever, dude. It's all good. You know, there's times when I feel like I'm 21. <laughs> <laughs> shut up no. anyway there's, there's time there's times when you have to seek people out and you need somebody to talk to you know if and a lot of veterans or a lot of people out there you know first responders that kind of stuff it can be difficult because you you talk to people about something they're unfamiliar to a lifestyle or a profession or yeah. whatnot it's hard for you know it's hard for folks in like firefighter paramedics emts to talk about the kind of stuff they go through because people are just looking at them and they're just like you know because they're not going to understand all the the gory and the the dark-seated humor and the sarcasm that comes with that so mm-hmm. you know especially for guys you know like i said guys in the military you know who better to understand that than the people you served with i mean if yeah. you can reach out to your old battle buddies your old unit partners and your unit buddies and whatnot do that reach out because who better than them is going to understand if um If you don't have anybody that you can talk to and you're, you know, in in a serious need of talking to somebody, there's always options. So in the past, now this is this just recently changed while I was on my work trip. So we used to give you the number, the 800 number for the National Suicide Prevention Hotline, which no longer exists. Okay, it used to be one one 800 Two seven three eight two five five, but they have since changed that to now three digit prefix, which is nine eight eight. Okay, and that Ooh. is still going to get you in touch with somebody. Nine eight eight will help you get in touch with folks. You can text, call, or text to get a hold of somebody, which I think is Ooh. amazing. That's fun very fact,
1: good. by the way. Fun fact, okay. by the way. In my recent, uh, my one of my well, one of my recent checkups with my psychiatrist. Um, 1-800-273-8255 is still active and it will be for some time. 988 is just simply kind of like um, the, the VA's version of 911.
0: Okay. Emergency for an emergency. Yeah fair enough okay so you have two options now so either one of those and i imagine they're not just going to cut one off clean cold turkey and just so yeah there's going to be a transition so but yeah there's 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 resources out there folks if you don't have a family member a loved one um a buddy of yours from the military or your job or something that can reach out that you can reach out to and talk you got two options now you have 1-800-273-8255 or you can go and Hit the numbers, 988-988, and that'll get you in touch with somebody. You can call. You can text. Whatever you got to do. Get out and read a read whole a of somebody. Um, we don't want to have this epidemic of the 22 veterans a day committing suicide continue. That's yeah. – one is too many, and 22 is just dreadful. So we want to yeah. stop that and not to, I saw, not I to s- keep – Pounding the not to keep pounding an issue. I'm, I'm just glad you didn't become one of those 22, brother. So yeah, me too. And uh, I saw
1: a uh, it was a video from I don't remember what veteran related uh, what you call it though, but they had a video and like they basically showed a video of like the graph of like the statistic of you know from like 2001 all the way till now how. Much it's increased and then it's just kind of started steadying out as it's reached now, but it's
0: still going higher.
1: Yeah,
0: as long as it's not like that, the, you're not looking at the line and thinking it's like a parabola where it's like, whoop, and it just Oh, yeah, up, so.
1: from like 2000, I think from 2003, 2005, it just went very sharp incline yeah. and then it started steadying out as it got closer. It's still going up though, even yeah. though if it's even though it kind of steadied out.
0: So just to kind of recap, folks. Remember, be tenacious, refuse to surrender, obliterate your obstacles, and seek out help in a time of need. If you can remember those four things, man, you, you'll you'll keep yourself around. You keep yourself in the fight, and you know any anybody, veteran or first responder wise, hell, just regular human beings. You have a story that needs to be told. Tell it to people. You know, let them know who you are and what you're about, and
1: yes. all that good
0: shit. So, that's all I got. Um, Alamo is going to plug all the social media stuff. And then we've got a couple of happy announcements to end out the show. So once you plug all the social media stuff here, Buck. So
1: um, if you want to get ahead, go ahead and get in contact with us, you can do that over at the Facebook. At facebook.com slash battle bros.padcast. You can also do that at the Instagram at. Battle bros underscore podcast. You can also communicate with us via our Gmail, which is pc at gmail.com. You can throw battle
0: us bros. There's an S there. Battle, battle bros. You said battle bro pc. Battle bros. Um.
1: Thank you. I don't know why we're talking all weird shit, but whatever. Um, But yeah, BattleBrosPC at Um, gmail.com. Also, if you're one of those Facebook users that kind of is on there almost all the time, uh, you have the option of using the WhatsApp link directly on our Facebook page to go ahead and message or voice message us directly, and we can get back to you within the 24-hour period. We will always answer within 24 hours, and that is a promise. Um Also, if you want to catch us on any of the audio platforms, you can catch us over on Zankar. You can catch us on the...
0: Uh, blah, 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 blah. Why am I having a brain fart? Because the whole show, we should just call it the brain fart show. I mean, come on. That's why I have a brain fart. Are you shit me? Come on. Come on. Dude. Yeah. You, you,
1: you, you, yeah.
0: really, really, bro?
1: You can catch really? us on Spotify. You can catch us on uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Amazon and Music. This is and we're when... still waiting on that video of somebody finding us on Amazon. Alexa, saying, play the Battle Alexa, Bros podcast. Battle yep. Bros podcast. Somebody oh, sends that
0: video, you get an automatic shout out and admiration and a little bit of hero worship right. from these two clowns right here. Um,
1: Castbox, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and Stitcher.
0: Um, it's about this time where he starts giggling in that high pitched voice. You know that the cookie has started to crumble. So. That's right.
1: Um, also, <laughs> you can find us on other than YouTube, uh, therumble.com. Um, rumble is our, our, one of the newer platforms that's, uh, starting to kind of try and be a competition with YouTube. Um, if you get us enough views on that platform, we will actually start getting paid. So we can make some green. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah, go ahead and check us out on the rumble as well. Um, rumble actually rumble. Actually, once we start getting more views, we'll actually start playing you know and suggesting our videos far far more often as well. Uh, the YouTube the YouTube algorithm has gotten a little funky so if you guys want to if you guys want to help us out and I mean like really really help us out share the videos. Share the videos to anyone and everyone you know um, get us those views, make YouTube recognize us and share us. Um, and also recommend us to other listeners so that way we can get the message spread more further, more further. Um also if you want to support the show you can do that over on the Anchor app or over on anchor.fm where you can find the Battle Bros podcast page go down to the bo- go down to under our description bar where you find the little support button click that support button and you can go ahead and donate a custom or You can donate any kind of listed uh, donation that you've signed right there on the page. And that, other than the other announcement I have, is uh, all I got for that. Um,
0: On that note. So let me do mine first. Yeah. So um, a good friend of ours, a good friend Jose and his wife, Kristen, they live up in north georgia and i'm not going to say where just so you don't go bugging them because they're nice people yes um they just bought their they just bought a house together so congrats to jose and Kristen. we're happy for you um get that welcome mat out because i'm gonna show up (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly i'm just gonna throw that out there <laughs> congrats to you guys i know it's been a it's been a little bit of a process so long um, time coming my man. long time coming many blessings to your new house and your family uh, from your extended family so congrats to you guys and we love you so hope to see you soon so your turn
1: uh so here at the battle bros podcast we necessarily haven't had too many things that we've been able to kind of really call our own. Um, we're working Wait, on whoa, our logo.
0: Whoa, 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 whoa. I mean, we're, it's, a, it's a work in progress, dude. It is a work in
1: progress. Yes.
0: Let's calm it down.
1: Um, we haven't really come down with a logo yet. We're working on it. It's there. We're almost finished with it. And we're going to have it printed out, hopefully, on some shirts and also some tumblers that we're going to be able to sport on the show.
0: Get some mites, Get some mitch going there, folks. Yeah. But uh, I
1: will say one thing that we haven't had until now has been uh, a mascot. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and introduce him here on the show
0: right now. This is the mascot. He's also the newest member of the team. So I found out about it and I was... Pretty damn stoked. I still haven't met him in person yet, but uh yeah, it's gonna be uh, pretty damn awesome, so it's all good. Dun 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 dun, 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 now dun.
1: Officially time to introduce
0: <laughs> battle bow. Uh what a pup. Look Say hello
1: to battle bow, everybody, aka bow. Hey buddy.
0: You know, this we're going to have to put to this dog's cute mug on a damn t-shirt and sell it. Oh, you're damn right.
1: Look at him. He's got the big blue eyes, Ain't you, puppy? Don't you? Know?
0: Just for Look to at that his, that puppy. attack your nose and shit. That'd be great. Wow, It's all good. Bo um, will
1: be joining us um, at any kind of events that me and Mac plan. And yes, we are planning events. Um me and Mac have been discussing it actually for the last
0: Con- four or so months. Conceptual phase. We got some stuff going on.
1: So that's right. So be prepared for events and be prepared for this guy right here, mm-hmm. to be joining us there. You good, right, Bo?
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, you puppy. I love you, buddy. It's a good-looking pup, man. That's awesome. Staffordshire Terrier, blue nose. Yeah. <laughs> good stuff. So. Well, that being said, folks, that's our show for this evening and for this weekend. Um, unfortunately, like I said, you know, work kind of had to take a little bit of a priority there. Yes. That being said, now that's over, I'm glad to be back. I'm happy to be back. And it's like the Aerosmith song, Back in the Saddle Again. So we're, uh, we're going to finish out this season strong. We've got about six more episodes. Um, you know, got a couple of different ideas. Thanks, Cynthia. I know I'm pretty cute. Wait. <laughs> you're talking about the dog. Damn it. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. You like you're sucker <laughs> for them blue eyes. <laughs> yeah. That's what it is. That's <laughs> what it is. Anyway. So we got about six episodes left in our second season. We're going to end it at a uh, episode. 44 will be our last one. So we've got about six left. Um, we have some ideas about what we're going to talk about. Not exactly sure what order or what there's gonna, but um, how great. that's gonna look. But it's still gonna be some good content. So please continue to check us out. If you know you came for the first time and liked what you saw, great. We're still new. We're still growing. So yeah, tell your yep. friends about it. It might not be you that needs to hear the message. It might need to be somebody else later. Cynthia, love you. Um, he will call you sometime soon. If he doesn't, you let me know, and I'll handle that shit. Um, but like I said, we're going to have, you know, six good episodes. Oh, stop. She even said I was cute. (laughs) So just, um, just know that, you know, we're going to be busting our butts to finish out this season strong. Like we always do. Um, until we see you folks again, we want to thank you for joining us for episode 038 talking about adversity. Uh, thanks for stopping by giving us a look or a listen whether depending on the mobile or the, the platform you're looking at us on uh, we appreciate you guys for helping to keep things humble and keeping things um, on the level um, if you need something get you know where to get a hold of us but until then this is the Battle Bros podcast with Mac and Alamo we're signing off. we'll see you guys next week and until then just remember be tenacious refuse to surrender. Obliterate your obstacles, and seek seek help in time and need. Until then, we see you guys soon, and uh, we love you, and we thank you, and uh, that's all we got for right now. So, as you were. Battle Bros. out. Take it easy.